0: Street trash, wastelands, and here are your hosts, long-time partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Marco and Mark. Ew! Thank you, Harry, for that marvelous introduction. Hello, Marco Mark. How are you, my good friend?
1: Adam Obscene. I am really well. I know. I am chaffed with our new opening music. That is
0: awesome. We're so um, we're so sophisticated now that we can have someone else introduce us. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Thank you, Harry. Harry. See you next week. Harry's done it again. So, uh, episode 30, mate. Pretty big stuff. We're going to be incredible. doing what we always do, which is uh, looking back. And we've got a new little segment <laughs> that we're going to be talking about and talk about going intro into intro. Losseners, this is going to be an episode dedicated to our beloved Idiot box. So, uh, and this is the little signifier which will tell you that we're about to do it. Wasteland's Idiot Box. So, clearly, I had way too much time on my hands today. (laughs) That's another great intro. Uh, So we are talking tonight about those heady days. Last week we spoke about VHS stores um, for entertainment, but there was this other thing, the box or the telly. Um, And, Mark, we've discovered a lot of what we love, not just through the video shop, but by chance, as you did in the 80s, of just stumbling across... Beauties. Yeah. And we spoke about that in episode two all those years ago with how you discovered Battle Truck. Um, Mm -hmm. There was always the ability to uh, try and decipher the TV guide and guess by titles about what the hell. (laughs) You get the Halliwell's book of movies and then look in the TV guide and try and pick it. But generally speaking, it really was just potluck chance, wasn't it?
1: It really was if you had really great timing sometimes you would catch some classic movies absolutely it was it was a lot different to uh what free to air tv is today um in good and bad ways like now i just feel like commercial tv is really just that you know, you spend a lot of time sitting through really long commercial segments now just to get to a TV show that you're interested in and our access to such you know, good online quality content now, I, I really do feel like they're, they're, they're almost giving up for sure.
0: And it's funny that because one of the bastions of uh, go-to movie watching was the Monday night movie at 8.30. <laughs> yeah. And and I guess this is the reason why we saw talking about the telly, listeners, um, is because this got to thinking. And although Mark said that um, Free to Air has kind of given up, but then just last week – Channel 7 here in Australia, um, one of the three networks, commercial networks, um, re-released their Monday Night 8.30 <laughs> blockbuster yeah. action Monday film. their Madness. And uh, Mark and I decided to tune in, and uh, listeners, this is what we uh, got to watch, so check this. <laughs> It was a top secret government project.
1: Pac-Man Ice. All of them. Designed to create the perfect soldier. No man would ever again have to die in the service of his country.
0: Cryogenically preserved. Okay, guys. Memory clearance. Genetically enhanced. This marks the third successful mission for the Universal Soldier. The ultimate weapons of the future have declared war. On each other. Jean-Claude Van Damme.
1: Dolph Lundgren. Universal Soldier.
0: Stop. That is an order. Oh. Epic. So epic. So that was Monday night's, uh, last Monday night's movie that we tuned in for. Uh, 1992's Universal Soldier, directed by Roland Emmerich, who was known since then for 2012, 10,000 BC, The Day After Tomorrow, Godzilla, 1998, Independence Day, and Stargate. So, wow, he's done some of my favourite movies. <laughs> um, didn't <laughs> realise he did this one. Um, kind of like a post-apocalyptic ish style. The um, Universal Soldiers are uh, frozen, you know reanimated dead soldiers brought back to, um, do the government's bidding. And then as always, shit goes wrong. Um, <laughs> mate, it was good. It was, it was fun re revisiting this movie on TV. There was Agreed, something about yeah. it. Like even like watching ads in between, it was like, Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. forgot about those. Yeah. It was,
0: it was great. It really reminded me of the era that it was,
1: uh, released in that early 90s you know it really sort of brought back a lot of things that were going on that t- at that time like um uh the gulf war the first gulf war was uh sort of kicking off or brewing and kicking off around that time um terminator 2 i believe adam was either out that year or out the year before and um the the oily walnut muscle guy action Hero cybernetic organism type thing canon was huge at that time, and I've got to admit, looking back, it, it really had a um sort of a Terminator and Terminator 2 flavor to it as well.
0: Look, yeah, and you know, Terminator 2 was 1991. Um, I think like for me, it felt a bit um like a bit Robocop. The the, the copper gets. Gunned down and it gets basically reanimated into into like a cybernetic force of awesomeness, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure um, Mark RoboCop would have been. Oh I'm going goodness, for eighty-seven. You are going for eighty-seven, and you'd be right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Um,
1: I bought the hey, I, I bought the box set of RoboCop movies from the Camberwell Markets at the start of the year for four dollars. So, mate, you, you're well versed in you're
0: well versed in RoboCop. So, um, <laughs> Look, it's that, it's definitely there with that, you know. I think even like an early factoid is I'm pretty sure the credits, um, the credits of Universal Soldier uses some of the same soundtrack um, of the credits of T2 as well. Just just as a bit of a nod to that as well. So how's that for a bit?
1: Wow, really. Uh, It's a huge nod to it. It really is. I, I found anyway. What did you think? Did you draw any correlations between the two movies there? Oh, look, I think.
0: You know, the fact that it's, it, it almost feels like it could have been the precursor before Skynet was introduced. Mm-hmm. It was like the first, you know, if you imagine that, if Robocop was the first dabblings in um, cybernetic human transformation and then yeah. Universal Soldier is computerizing, you know, the using computers and, and genetically creating soldiers, then Skynet mm-hmm. is actually the next. L- Logical, lineal knit link. You know, sure, that's um, great. So, um, I wouldn't, I, I would put it, put it to you, Mark, that they could be all of the same multiverse. Um, that would be pretty cool. That yeah. would be pretty cool, and because that would... would actually mean that at some time in the world, you would be able in in this universe, there could possibly be a Terminator, RoboCop, Dolph Lundgren, Van Damme crossover film. <laughs>
1: Incredible! Where they get the Universal Soldiers to fight the Terminators—that would be pretty cool. And
0: led by led by RoboCop,
1: <laughs> yeah, and John Connor, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, it's just it, it's just of that sort of era. Yeah, it is. And, it is. And this is the new t- the new twist on this, listeners, is that while we were both watching this separately um when something gold would happen on screen i would text mark it <laughs> yeah, were... was a bit of back and there was some like some funny lines like lines that i like, hadn't picked up oh, on man. like when i watched it originally but like you know like to be honest like punnage really was as up there with most arnie movies really
1: that was one of the similarities that i saw with the um with say Terminator 2 and Universal Soldier, was yeah, they had put in some some cornball one liners. Uh, because I guess, like, was like mullets, it was the fashion of the time and um, super popular formula, man. So let's you know, let's put the one liners in for the uh, the muscle guys.
0: I love yeah. the scene when they're driving in the car and he's been shot just after the, he's revolted. Uh, and he's and he's grabbed the girl, the reporter, and he's 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 been shot. And she goes, "Oh my god, you're bleeding!" And he just grabs the cigarette lighter out of the dash of the car, and then Bert quarterizes in the window. And goes, the bleeding stopped. <laughs> yeah, the bleeding has stopped.
1: So good. Yeah, it was like,
0: that. <laughs> that was fun. No, I really like that. And there's a couple of others in there that are just like,
1: oh yeah, nice one, Garth. That yeah. was another one. <laughs> That's right.
0: And the and the and the, there's a whole scene in um, when he's dining. He's like he's doing the the eat, he's eating out <laughs> this that. diner, and this massive big redneck chef comes. Hey, expect to pay for that. Ah, <laughs> I don't want. To. Yeah, yeah, and the other one. I don't want to hurt you. And then the whole bar just. Then the whole diner just cracks up laughing, and then it turns into an old western barroom fight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: just expect a guy on a piano to start playing along.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, and you know, all they needed was some cream pies. And it was like, a few Keystone cops to come in, you know. But it was just such a great nod, like to, to just, it I've got to say, I had to be self aware of that because it was just, it was like a barroom brawl in a Western. It was hilarious. <laughs>
1: it was and they had the classic that era like late 80s early 90s like redneck farm
0: hands in there it was yeah. it was great. the dude with the overalls with like one strap unbuttoned <laughs> oh, yeah love that look oh yeah it, we should bring that back we should bring back that look
1: Absolutely. I was I was wondering what I was gonna do with all those um one one shoulder overalls. I was gonna donate them, but maybe I should start wearing them. Ah, no,
0: but now but now who Billy Sheik's coming in if we right? Awesome. <laughs> Million dollar mullet. So um what was your favorite scene in it, mate? Uh It's the bar fight
1: scene. Absolutely. The bar fight scene was hilarious. The way it it just stood out from the rest of the movie as like here he is interacting with the population, you know, and he's just beating the crap out of everybody. And I just loved all the hilarious um, redneck tropes, Mm. characters that would just, you know, St- stand up and, and, and face off Van Damme for their punishment. Um, and it was it was hilarious. It was just – I was expecting, like, the the, the honky-tonk music to start mm-hmm. up. It was really good fun. And just at the height of silliness, you know. It's just the height of silly.
0: And I reckon, like, because they were um, – so, Dolph Lundgren and uh, Van Damme's characters were Vietnam vets that died in Vietnam, and then they were packed in ice, as you heard, in the trailer and then brought to the States and then reanimated some – I don't know, I think it was 64, and this movie was meant to be set in 94. Um, so, yeah, 30 years later. And um, I could guess that he he was a small-town country boy, so that diner yeah. had probably not changed in 30 years. <laughs> yeah. He just beat up his high school friends. <laughs> yeah, that, so um, I really loved the ending of this film when, like, it's got that classic part of, you know, when you think the bad guy's down. Yeah, oh, yeah, and then he go. You know, he turns around and he's got one last gla- gra- gasp, and he's oh. like, Dolph's impaled on a combined harvester," and um, <laughs> and he's like, "The only way to take Dolph Lundgren out is to basically like grind him through this combined harvester." And there's this one line that he says, "I've got this. Like, I could not let this go because this is the one that you need to hear." So I got this. Oh. I grabbed this line off the movie. You discharge Sarge.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you for your service.
0: And then, and then it cuts to this gory, like shot of the the mulcher thing just spitting out chunks of meat,
1: <laughs> Ch- chunks of dolph.
0: Dolph, just big dolphy chunks all over the landscape. <laughs> um, probably not the first time dolph's chunks have blown all over the landscape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, look, <laughs> it's funny we, we spoke about Dolphin Masters of the Universe And look we've been threatening to do a Dolph special But to be honest he's just probably Just going to keep on popping up Because it's just like he's in so much Cheese it's amazing He's, oh, like, incredible. he's like the Swedish war machine He's just like He's unreal <laughs> <That's> <laughs> So look, there's It is great if you get a chance Like to watch it do it Because there, and there's like there's They've, it kept on going. Like I think there is like it's up to Universal Soldier five or six, where what? they for the middle lot, Dolph and Dolph and um, Van Dam weren't in them, and I think in the most recent one they both come back in together, which yeah. I find amazing considering <laughs> that who went and stitched Dolph's chunks back together. The <laughs> hard oh, <laughs> Speaking of oh. speaking of dismemberment. The big nod to Dolph Lundgren's uh, earlobe necklace that he um, took oh, yeah. the ears off all his uh, all his victims in this movie and wore them around his neck like a mm. uh, like a necklace. Uh, yeah. Fucking brutal.
1: <laughs> that is brutal. Hats off. To, yeah, yeah. Nod to Norman Reedus uh, for, for doing that too.
0: When you start to thread through the pop culture references to today, like. Universal soldiers got his, it was nodding back to Terminator, but there's been there's been other films, other um, yeah. new media that have totally referencing it.
1: Sam, Sam in Van Helsing,
0: he oh, did the fingers, yeah, the fingers. That's I had to chuck cr- that in, you know, and it's got a really, really decent nod to a serial killer trope. That's why I think it works really well. Is, oh,
1: yeah, taking Because it
0: really establishes how unhinged that motherfucker actually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's taking souvenirs absolutely. of his victims and wearing them as yeah. like, trophies.
1: Right? He, he, that's, uh, that's why you know, he put the
0: ears in souvenirs. Oh, he had ears. <laughs> souvenirs. Souvenirs. Uh, trademark. I reckon, trademark. I reckon mark, we've, both, we've both come up with brilliant, brilliant, Punnage and double entendre <laughs> tonight. It's been it's been unreal.
1: <laughs> off <So laughs> blown chunks, and collected souvenirs.
0: <laughs> oh, um, Dolph, if you're listening, we're sorry, mate. Mate, it, Dolph, if you're listening, give us a call. Um, factoids: mm. This film was originally called Crystal Knights. Really, as in Knights of the Round Table.
1: That um, so sounds like a stripper name.
0: It does, or it sounds like um, a night out in Collingwood.
1: <laughs> oh, crystal night, <laughs> crystal meth night.
0: <laughs> um, maybe not now. Oh, yeah, maybe now. Um, and, maybe. And I think one of the big, and this is something I want to um, sort of continue to do, Mark, is um, in these particularly action, action films is log the kill count. And it's oh! A, or the body count. Uh, so in this one, Dolph Lundgren thirty-three, Van Dam mm-hmm. eight of a total of forty-one.
1: Oh, because he's a better man, really.
0: Oh yeah, he's a better man. He was he was going down the wrong line, and he remembered something. His humanity. Uh, that's right. <laughs> so that's um, that's Universal Soldier nineteen ninety two. Um, Love that! Yeah, it was nice. So, what we're going to do, listeners, is in and out of the next um, season. We're gonna like reflect on what we caught on the idiot box. Um, generally around eight thirty. It could be any channel, any any day. But we'll um, Mark and I will reconvene and discuss and do a show. So they might pop up regularly or we regularly. Um, All the oily we, walnuts. We might just have to go back and. Just watch my VHS collection. Hey
1: mate, it's worked into the past.
0: <laughs> it's worked so far. Thirty episodes in. Um, <laughs> so look, I want to um, just finally touch on the fact that this had a pretty. It had a pretty ordinary soundtrack, but it had um, this thing that was in it, right in the credits, which I think you just we just have to play a snippet of it because um, of the time. To- it's very of the time. It just teleports you back to ninety two. Body count. Body count. Body count. Body count. Body count. Body count. It was 41. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ice see and Body Count was the, the as the movie finished. That was in the trailers, and um, you know he owned 91 and 92 Ice T. He was just brutal and um, Mm -hmm. talk about crossover, taking metal and rap, gangster rap, and fusing it into a seamless ball of just nastiness, he did it. Oh, it was great. I had that album. Such a good album. Such a good album. So thanks, T, for uh, ticking off the body count at the end of the um, Universal Soldier. Absolutely. Uh, Pretty album, listeners. Mate, that's that's probably... uh, It for us. What do you reckon? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know. Listeners and listeners, catch us on the platforms. Type in Wastelands Radio Show, uh, YouTube Wastelands Radio Show, Radio Wasteland Radio Show on Internet and Instagram and Face Face and all those other ones. And you can email us at, <laughs> <Wasteland's Radio laughs> Show at <Adam>. Um <laughs> What was that? <laughs> that was a mumbling oh, mess. Um, so funny. Um, I, I'm sort of just feeling the fact that if they're if they've got this podcast, they probably already know how to find us. Come and find us, people. (laughs) Come and find us, Wastelands Radio Show and wastelands.com.au is our website. So thank you, listeners, for bearing with us tonight in this somewhat chaotic Universal Soldier episode. And I think we're done. So is there anything else you would like to add, my good man? Adam, as always, it's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. And remember, be kind, rewind. Yes! (laughs) Punk rock, street trash, wasteland. Uh.